Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyway, we watched a movie called The 13th Year. Um, Come and, and I, I watched this. I watched this before you did. You can go first. You think it's pretty meh? It is a very meh movie. It is a waste of a really funny premise, and just it does nothing with it. It's it's a lot like Xenon, except Xenon really didn't have anything going for it. This actually. Oh wait, context so- for those who don't know. Uh, DCOM stands for Disney Channel Original Movie. We watch one a week, and this is what's one is called the Thirteenth Year. You can watch it on Disney Plus. Have fun with that, and then come back. So. So yeah, like I put this near Xenon. I think Xenon is still the worst of the bunch that we've seen so far, but I think this is second worst to me. They're just it wasn't that funny. There wasn't that much fun stuff with it. It's also very much a like, anti-nerd, which I thought was very funny, uh, but not in the way it intended. There's just there's just a lot. So do you want me to give like a brief synopsis of this movie? Uh, in, a, in a minute. So you, are you going to say yay or nay in general then? I'm giving it a nay. I don't really think there's, like, anything too bad about it, but there's nothing, like, too good about it either to recommend, so I'm going to give it a nay. The 13th year is interesting. This one for me is a is a hard yay. Very interesting. In terms of the DCOMs that we've watched so far. But uh, I say hard yay. Tentative to more positive yay? I, it's the closest we've come to a super, superhero movie, for one thing. Um, <laughs> it is, in a very <laughs> weird way. <laughs> we'll get into that soon. But it's also, it has some very interesting allegories you can look at. We'll, we'll get, I'll get into so I have a lot of interesting, more philosophical notes. Puberty! Besides just that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a nerd, kids. Being a nerd is bad. The 13th year is fascinating to me. I, it's the only one I've watched so far before this podcast. I watched this one, my friend Jake's house, like 12 years ago one time on his couch. It was just, it came on as we watched. I don't remember anything about it besides the idea of boy turns 13, starts becoming mermaid. That's the plot. I remember the ending. That's an obvious ending. Yeah. Uh, a boy goes to the sea. <laughs> I just when when I was a kid, I had only ever seen the like commercials that would come on Disney Channel, like when they're like re-showing D- Disney Channel movies, and I was just always like, "This is a weird one. I don't think I'm gonna watch it." I might have at one point seen like a few minutes here and there, but other than that, I remember nothing of this movie. So. You want to give a, a, a synopsis of this? I want to hear what you think about this. It's very funny. So in the beginning of the movie, there's a fisherman. And this fisherman is in Parks and Recreation, the one that owns JJ's Diner. So that's fun. He's out fishing. Then he sees a mermaid carrying a baby. And when you see the baby like underwater, very clearly not underwater. So it's kind of hilarious to me. She fears uh, for the baby because the fisherman's after her. So she puts the baby into a boat. 
then she goes and hides. Then the people in that boat, which is Uncle Joey from Full House, and then oh, it's Dave uh, Coulier. Well, Dave Coulier. I don't remember who plays his wife. They're like, oh, we, there's a baby. Let's let's take the baby. We find out later they tried to find out who the kid's parents were, but they didn't. But my favorite thing is that they don't question who placed a baby in our fishing boat on like the side, like where the, we catch the crabs, and <laughs> the look on the on the mermaid where she's just like, oh. I wasn't expecting that. You put him on a boat. What did you think was going to happen? And then flash forward to 13 years later, the main kid whose name I forgot. Hey, uh, it's called his... the 13th year. That's crazy. Oh, he's Cody. The most cool kid name ever. Cody, yes. Agent Cody he's Banks. Better movie than this. Cody swim real fast. Uh, he's a good swimmer. That's why he's on the swim team. He's the best swimmer. He goes to swim me. He's wearing his clothes and almost goes swimming with his uh, shoes on. Haha, ha, very funny. And as the film progresses, we find out that nerds with tubas are stupid and they're bad swimmers. <laughs> That's not what it said, but okay. <laughs> nerds with tubas are bad swimmers. After he turns 13, he starts discovering some weird things are happening to him. He's got scales growing on him. He's got electricity kinds of stuff. Uh, eventually, he's climbing on walls, so he's basically this weird Spider-Man. Then the nerd with the tuba, uh, he doesn't carry it all the time, although it would have been hilarious if he did. Uh, he starts to help him figure out what's going on with him, and we find out, oh, you might be a fish boy man, merman, mermaid boy fish, yes. But then afterwards, there's really no trying to stop right. it or really solve it, and then it just kind of ends. <laughs> Uh, there's a girl named Sam who was oh yeah his his weird girlfriend him. like for 13 years old and also these kids are very clearly like maybe 15 maybe a little bit older so it's funny to me it. I don't mind it that much honestly it's like every other version of teenager stuff but think of the movie Good Boys like they cast the actual like, ages that they are and here you're not 13 though your teeth are too perfect to be 13 years old my first note here one of the people that worked on this movie I don't remember at all what their position was their name is Chez Starbuck. C-H-E-Z, last name, Starbuck. And that's a name if I've ever heard one. I want to know their story. <laughs> the next note I have after that is, and Brent Bisco as Big John. I am already loving this movie. <laughs> the first scene, 13 years prior to the story taking place, he has on his boat a sonar fish finder. <laughs> I wrote that down. And a, a sonar fish finder. The lock on target function. Which is not lock on targets at all because the fish keeps getting away. But sonar fish finder for your fishing boat. Why not just call it sonar? Either way, you wouldn't have that. <laughs> you're you're just a normal fisherman. Like your boat like is nothing amazing. How do you have a sonar fish finder? And the best part of that scene to me is that fisherman shouts to the water. You're beautiful! He just kept shouting it to the mermaid. My first quote I wrote was, if I didn't know better, I'd say this fish was half human. And afterwards I said, well, this writing's on point. <laughs> the writing in this is, is not that good. Also that same scene, when the baby gets placed on the boat of the of Cody's now parents, uh, Dave Coulier says, oh, honey, that's just the sound of a baby crying. A baby crying? And they both turn around to the baby. What? 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 Okay, <laughs> I have a very very specific note about this and it's gonna be weird that i even know this so the crying noise that they use for the baby is the exact same crying noise that is used in shrek 2 and this is so weird that i remember this but i've seen shrek 2 a lot so it's when shrek and fiona get out of the carriage and they're in far far away they meet her parents for the first time there's just this dead silence then this baby crying in the background it's that exact same baby cry i don't know why i remember it but when i heard it my brain just like did some weird matrixing kind of thing and i just remembered it it was weird man it was weird also the mermaid mom had mascara on and lipstick on 
she has zero lines in this entire movie. Yeah, it, it actually kind of bothers me. And she is a terrible mother. The first scene of the 13 years later, we have Cody, our, our main merman, who I wrote down as Fishboy a lot of times. And they actually eventually call him Fishboy in the movie, which that was pretty funny. So they have, we have Fishboy. Before he's fish, he becomes fishy progressively, which also gets triggered by water, like Luca. This Fishboy is on the boat because his parents do a tour boat service. An old lady comes up to him and says, We were supposed to have left 20 minutes ago. For $5, I expect much more. Bitch, what? For $5, yeah. I expect a Big Mac and you get a boat ride? Be thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, a $5 boat ride is not bad. I also uh, love that the boat is like in poor condition, but it's never a big plot thing at all. It's just there for the first scene and then it's gone. Well, he also hardly ever go on the boat again at all. Yeah. Like a weird gag like, to make him late, apparently. If he was late for his swim practice, why was he on the boat at all? The writing is not the best in this one. At the swim meet, the coach says, we advanced to the finals. No Marlins team has made it that far. And I wrote, well, that's a nice way to tell them that we sucked for years. <laughs> I thought it was more positive, but all right. That's pretty funny. Cody had to dive in after a ferry to keep uh -huh. it missed. No, you do not. There is a uh, propeller there. You will die. You will well, die. For me, it was when he got there, the boat was like barely even five feet away from him. He could have jumped, jumped onto, onto the it, yeah. ferry. It was not a fast ferry. <laughs> For context, Cody is late to his practice. He gets off his parents' boat, runs to the ferry to try and catch it to go back to town, to go to his school, to go to a swim meet. And the ferry had just left a minute ago. He's like, you could go there. You can still just leave. Don't dive into the propeller, you idiot. Which yeah. didn't get hurt, but whatever. They also had knockoff version of Squins from the Sandlot in this movie. You That's watched? where he was from. I was just like, he looks so familiar. The actor actually was in Little Giants. Have you seen that? He also played a nerd in that. I have um, not. Kind of fun movie. Did this come out before or after the Sandlot? You Google it, sir. One moment. If Sandlot boy, if you can't swim. I'm just calling, I'm just calling him the nerd. Okay. If nerdy boy, if Jess couldn't swim, why'd you walk into the pool room? with your face stuck in a tuba. <laughs> what? Exactly. That scene, you could have just cut that scene short because he comes back later on as a lab partner for Cody. That could have been his introduction. Remember, this movie is anti-nerd and nerds play uh, big musical instruments and they'll fall in the water and it's funny when they're drowning because haha, nerd. Also, his biggest fear is drowning and later on he almost drowns because his dad. Like, <laughs> what? Again, the writing is on point for this one. I looked up the dates for The Sandlot in this. This came out six years after The Sandlot. Nice. Cody, he had the exact same scene, the wake-up scene, as Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm sticking to the ceiling, mama. Look at me. I'm so sticky. <laughs> so that means that Sam Raimi took inspiration from this movie to make for Spider-Man, because that came out three years after this. <laughs> I'm not so sure that's what that means, but I'll go with it anyway. Uh, the similarities are too it's real. Been a lot. There's Fish Boy gets powers of vague electricity, on and off stickiness. He has on and off scales, which just go away. They just evaporate. They should fall yeah, off. The weird thing about it is that there's no real timeline of when it happens. In something like Luca, they get in the wire, they turn back into the fish people, they get out of the wire, like they just shake the wire off and then they're people again. But here, he could be dry for hours and the scales will still be there. I kind of like that because he doesn't know anything about mermaid culture or whatever. He doesn't actually know how this works. And that was kind of fascinating to see. I also like the idea that potentially the more wet he gets, the more often he's in water, the faster it progresses. That's kind of fun. But I like the on and off end of not knowing how it was happening. It made it more interesting. Here's a weird thing, though. The mom hates doctors. and is a Yes! Fan of she's an anti-vaxxer! 
She's a fan of natural medicine and acupuncture. <laughs> she would vote for uh, the orange man. Also, if you vote for the orange man, don't listen to our podcast. I don't care. Don't listen to it. Not to be too political, but like he's kind of the worst. <laughs> My note for the natural medicine, mom, I said natural medicine. Maybe he's not a mermaid, and this is a cautionary tale of why your kids should be vaccinated. Oh my god, no! Also, for someone who has, if you have a mom that's skeptic about doctors, why make the doctor weird? Yeah, and like when the doctor comes in, like it's back when doctors would make house calls. He said, "I need to speak to your son," and he's like alone. I'm just like, "Uh, the parents are supposed to stay with the child. This is not okay." Why is there a doctor here? Because if you have the movie, they called a doctor because our son's turning into a fish. What's wrong with him? Okay, so okay, so but this bothers me so much. He gets sticky powers. He's on the goddamn ceiling. His parents walk in and see that they're like, "Hey, we should call a doctor." And then the doctor says, he's just going through puberty. Yeah. He was on the ceiling. Well, he, he is not normal. We don't know what else the doctor saw, like what version of the progression, which is weird. But um, the fact that his parents never say anything until, like, you know, it progresses even worse. They just accept him. Just like, you two went through puberty. Did you crawl on the ceilings? Let's go. Okay, let's go back in time out a little bit because more some chronological order stuff. Early on, we had... So once a swim meet happened, there's an asshole named Sean who gives a bad name to all Seans, and I'm very offended by this. Was he on the swim team? Yeah. So about the swim team, these kids take it so seriously. Like, it is life or death, and it is kind of hilarious to me. Because <laughs> just like, you are a swim team in middle school. I Calm mean, down. Honestly, super realistic, though. That's how, like, every single sports team middle school, high school was. Every swim team, like, I it's, knew people in swim team, that's how it all was. It's realistic, but that doesn't mean it's not funny. At least to me. True. When I watched it, I didn't feel that as much. I felt like it was just like a normal, we have practice, like, rely on your team kind of thing. But then at the same time, it was very weird how they're competing individually. You're supposed to be a team. Why would you do this to each other? And for the record, neither Josh or I have ever been on the swim team or know what it's like or anything that really... Besides, like, seeing people, like, at well, my school s- swim team? My sisters have been on swim teams okay. for years, so I, I know it more. Sean... Not me. Other Sean was mean to Cody because he's a little faster. But the commentator made no sense. He kept saying how Cody's right behind him, and then saying how, "Oh, Sean's got this in the bag. It, what is this? Is this even a race?" I'm like, pick a side. Usually during swim meets, there's not a huge amount of commentary or specific commentary like this. And also in the first swim meet, they're inside. And this is back in the time when they still fired the gun. Why would you fire a gun inside? Even if it's just blanks, think (laughs) this is why we use buzzers. And then of course we see Cody boy holding hands with girl, Sam and his parents literally just say, are you two an item? And he's upholding hands and like, ah, What? We're going to ignore your question now. Very odd scenario. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Sam remind me a little bit of Girl from Can of Worms, because she had the same yeah. kind of arc of I'm mad at you irrationally. For no reason. But here they were actually dating, dating. So it made more sense than in Can of Worms. True. Also, Can of Worms was our last week's decom. Go watch that, listen to the podcast last week, and you'll understand with more context. Because last week was our best decom so far. When they're in school, the first time the nerd sees Cody just drinking from the fountain, it's just Cody's head is just in the fountain. I'm just like, is he trying to drown himself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a great quote from Jas the Nerd Boy. Also, I haven't heard his name. I kept pointing to here. Who's that girl? It's Jess. He said, nerds don't really have friends. We have hobbies. And that made me die laughing. Because honestly, that's fair. But we do, we do have friends. But we have friends in our hobbies. Yeah. This film just hates nerds so much. And it's so funny to me. Like, this is peak 90s writing when being a nerd was lame. And this movie does nothing <laughs> to, to redeem him. Except, well, no, that's that's not entirely true. But, like, the whole time it's just like, ah, you nerd, you stupid nerd, nerd. Also, like, that's all it is and it's great. He's honestly the best character in this. He goes to Cody's birthday party, brings him a gift. And even after Cody is like mean, to, his Cody's friends are mean to him. He still leaves the gifts for him after he leaves. That's really sweet. I liked him. He was nice. He also was an idiot. He's smart, yes. but he's an idiot. I will say, I don't remember how many people wrote this, but at least one of the writers went on to write Big Hero Six and other good movies. You can improve. I will say, there's a scene where they're all looking at their hands. That gave me actually a really genuine chuckle. There's a scene where Fish Boy's in his kitchen. Can yeah. Get breakfast, confused by his hands because of the scales, <laughs> and then his mom sees him, and then she starts checking her own hands, and then Dave Coulier walks in, not his dad, literal Dave Coulier. No, he's calling him Uncle Joey. He walks in the room, looks at his hands for a second, and say, "Am I the only sane one in this family?" And they all just like realize what they're doing, like, "Oh, all right, pretty funny." But I mean. I think he was also just genuinely being like, I think I'm the only sane one in this family. My wife, she believes in natural medicine. My son, he's just climbing on the walls. How am I the normal one here? I'm the one that does the Popeye impressions. I also wrote at one point, Dogman's distant but less, but less popular relative, Fishboy. I also wrote, how do scales just go away? Because they just they should fall off, not just evaporate. Oh, I, I wrote his mom called Doctor's Quacks with stethoscopes. <laughs> yeah. I hate the, the nerd trope of saying big thesaurus words and then just dumbing it down for a joke, which happened in this. At one point, why is Jess this nerdy guy friends with this most popular kid in school, Cody? Well, Jess needs to learn how to swim, and Cody's a swimmer. 
and Cody is failing his marine biology section of his class, his biology class, and Cody loves marine biology, so they're helping each other out with a mutual little deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so basically, he helps him to swim, he helps him to marine biology, and while Cody goes to see Jess while he's looking at like a little tidal pool, and Jess is very sassy, this nerd. And I he really love is. it. I, he's very sarcastic and sassy. He has the most personality of anyone in the film. And I love that he does the, the, the dumb thesaurus trope of, of nerds saying, Oh, you need that Quasar Malamani Jibubadoo. He's like, Wait, what? Oh, that means just dig in the sand. What? Just say that. We wouldn't know he's a nerd if he didn't say those big words that we don't understand. Yes. He, at one point, my boy, the fish boy, ate some fish food. It's a very short scene. He stared at his fish tank, said, I guess I'm one email now, and ate some other fish food and went, ugh, and that was that scene. And I, I completely it. forgot about that. I will say the the actor playing Fish Boy was not the best. I don't know if it was the direction or if it was just him. It just felt like every line read was just off. It didn't seem right. And I don't know who to blame for it. I don't want to be harsh on kid actors, but at the same time, when you're the lead of the movie, you have a bit more weight to it. There's also a scene where they rip off a scale from his arm. I feel like that would really hurt for examining. That would really hurt if you're like, just tearing off a piece of skin there. I have a great line from the nerd. He said, I haven't gone through puberty yet, but I'm a pretty brilliant guy. He's like, I'm a genius. It's fine. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I wrote this girl's really, really into him, which she like, definitely was. She really was. <laughs> she kissed him and said, we can try again because he messed up. It was got a little shocking because his new powers. Didn't she say we could try again in like a month or something like no, that? She said, you can try again next year on your birthday. Yeah, like, it was just like, this is a middle school relationship. Like, you're both going to have like 20 uh, relationships by then. I thought it was pretty, I got, that was clever, it was funny. I wrote, so Cody has the power to make fish commit suicide. Nice. <laughs> They're testing out uh, his powers, and he telepathically tells the fish to jump out of the fish tank. So my mind is just like, so he can just make fish commit suicide whenever he wants. All right. Also, at one point, when he's still becoming fishy, his mom makes him fish for dinner. Quote, it seems to get worse when you get wet. <laughs> Phrasing! <laughs> oh, you dirty-minded fool. That The sexual episode was last week, Josh. Come on. So remember when he's at the beach and his girlfriend yes. shows up, he's sitting down on the beach. Then the next shot, his arms are in the sand. And I'm just like, did you just like spike your arms down into the sand? Like, how did you do that? Well, between the shots, it's pretty easy. You just bury your hands. But I... no, like to, you would have to like dig and like she would notice that like it would have to be like a, such a quick and fast thing that she wouldn't even be able to notice. Because seeing him like dig like a dog, like digging in the dirt, but in the sand just to cover his arms. I think she would say something. When's the last time you were at the beach, Josh? Because that, that kind of sand that was pretty light, you could just stuff him in the sand. When's the last time you were at the beach, Josh? It's been many years. You get your hands in, but not your entire arms. He had his whole arms down in there. You can go to the beach again. You can do that. Trust me. That same scene, though, he doesn't want to tell her what's happening because naturally his arms are fins. Which also, why did it start with his arms, not his legs? Very weird. Because that's only, the only part of your body that's really finny and fishy, which would be your legs. So why it start? Anyway. That same scene, when Sam sees him at the beach, he's been swimming and like testing out his watery powers. She says, you should be able to tell me anything. No! He should not be able to tell you anything. She says it with such defiance. 
You're not married. You've been there like maybe, I don't know, a month most. You're both 13. You're in middle school. You can like, have secrets the, still. The deepest conversations you're going to have is who's the worst in your science class. It's not that deep, bro. I also like the nerd boy. When Sean and the bully boy, Sean and Cody, get into a fight because Sean thinks he's cheating, which he's not. And yeah, like at, at one point he's just like, I think he's using performance enhancers. I'm like, oh, where? You are children. <laughs> Also, because one kid beats you, he's on drugs now. <laughs> what? It's pretty funny because that same scene, though, the nerd boy says, if anyone's going to get beat up, it should be me. And that's amazing because it reminds me of Billy from Power Rangers, and I really appreciate that. I wrote that quote. He said, if no one's beating me up, what am I supposed to do between classes? How am I supposed to fill my job description? <laughs> yeah. like, this movie hates nerds so much. <laughs> Or knows how to write them really well. I loved his character. I'm not going to lie. He was the best part of the movie. But again, that's not saying a whole lot. Quote, we're the team. We're what everyone wants to be. I don't know who said that. But again, you're a middle school swim team. It's also, not that you've deep. you've been losing. You haven't been doing that good. <laughs> you're not and the then, team to beat. And then here's a quote. I think this might be from the coach. State finals. The Super Bowl of swimming. I'm just like, do people really think that middle school swimming is that deep? Seriously, what am I missing here? Fun fact, that was from the commentator. The person who was paid to go and just commentate the game, this swim meet, compared it to the Super Bowl. Fascinating. 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds. Fascinating. So remember when the fish boy sneaks out of the house to go to the, the final swim meet and his parents are looking for him? Uncle Joey looks at the ceiling to see if his son is up there. I'm like, that is some, that's actually some good attention to detail. I like that. But it's like, it, it doesn't linger on it. It's in the background. So it could be like a blink and you nose kind of thing. Yeah, it's nice. I also want to say that this movie is a Spider-Man movie starring Aquaman. It really is a mix of Superman, Aquaman, and Spider-Man. But he's not being heroic. He's just trying to deal with it. Which is much more realistic, honestly. Here's another thing, though. Sam, when she got over the fish thing, she bit her lip. She said, I miss you to Cody. And then kiss him. Why are you so horny, girl? You're 13. I think the puberty is kicking in, so that might be uh, why. Right. He's getting fish powers and she's getting horny. That's how it works, apparently. Do mermaids lose their intelligence? His other mom, which I love that they said other mom instead of saying real mom in the movie, because that implies that Dolly's parents aren't real parents, and I love that they, did, that they avoided that. A lot of ways to say, my real mom. No, 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 your other mom. But anyway, so she looked up, saw the net very clearly, went under the net, and then got caught. You, she is right. You she, were at one point uh, part human. You were at one point a human, apparently, for 13 years. So you knew how this works. You know how like how the world is. My idea is, once they touched hands, they couldn't talk like when they became fully mermaid. It's so weird to think about. I guess because they're becoming more fish. Maybe like as they get older, they actually become a fish. There's no real set mythology for this world, so it just kind of anything happens, and what happens is makes sense, I guess. I, I kind of dig it. It's fine. You don't need to. Doesn't need, does not need to be too deep because it again is, it's mer people with because we don't know any other mer people in the world. You won't have a lot of listens on that. It's kind of fun. I like a lot. I mean, it makes no sense. Cody's blonde mom, not the mermaid mom. I guess are they both blonde? I'm not sure. Anyway, Cody's Earth mom, land mom. I looks at the mermaid in the water, looks back at Cody to start like, almost sobbing, starts crying a lot. She loves you, Cody. Go with her. But yeah. And you can come back for school. What? <laughs> I wrote, so his mom can communicate telepathically. Yeah, it made All no right, sense. I guess. Even though it's never been once addressed at all. 
That being said, I think one of the reasons I like this movie a lot is because this movie, if you don't think of it as literal man turns to mermaid, but think of it more of a I am starting to feel different feelings, this movie feels very gay. Like, incredibly gay. It's, this, the way you say it, I was like, this movie feels gay. I mean, like, no, not like gay as in I mean, like, it feels like no, I, this movie I got it, feels I got it. queer-coded. Completely. Very much like Luca, actually. In a lot of ways. And the way things are addressed, the way of telling your, like, hiding of behind the way of your parents describing it as, we need to help him, we need to cure him. The way it starts making him feel a little more outcast, the way he's trying to hide himself, how he's losing... Fr- it feels like a coming out story that you, and eventually then he embraces himself. This feels very much like a queer story and it's like a good allegory for that. That's one reason why it gives me a yay over an a. I think, while unintentional, so that's why I said it's not, it's not fully queer coding because queer coding is usually meant to be with some intent. But it also gives the same similar X-Men vibes, not with the powers as much, but with that same of we are outcasts, we're prejudiced, we're trying to just fit into ourselves and embrace who we are and like, love ourselves. I feel like, like that a lot. I love the thematic messages in the movie about self-acceptance, about like, trying to hide who you are, trying to... There's a lot of things like that which I were really, really well done. And just... There's a line by Sam. It's after she finds out, after she, and she gets mad at him, scoffs about it and storms off, which felt very much like a, hey, I'm gay, or I'm bi, or I'm queer kind of moment, and then your partner finding out about it, and coming to kind of try to accept it, and they, she said to him later on, I'm still weirded out about it, but who wouldn't be? And he says, have, have you met Jess yet? And that felt, again, like a very queer scene of a partner, a partner or ex-partner trying to accept, trying to understand something and then not being okay with it, trying to be okay with it. And you have your new, someone who is accepting of it. It felt like maybe coming to a new partner or something like that. So I, I kind of ship them, those two, Jess and Cody, because he seemed like someone who accepted Cody for who he was and was excited about it right away or at least like an, an actual true ally kind of supportive thing this movie to me just felt very gay it was done really well if you look at it as an allegory for a lot of different things like for a lot of marginalized people that's pretty cool i i'm thinking about it and i can i can see that in certain areas but t- to me it felt a lot more like the typical kind of like superhero kind of stuff and i can see where you're coming from on a lot of that stuff I just think that, like, the way the ending is and just, like, other things, like, it kind of falls flat in certain areas. And, like, for me, overall, this is just a very meh kind of, like, kids superhero-ish movie. And also, he never fully turns into a mermaid either yeah, for the does. entire movie. No, he doesn't. At the very end, yeah. At the very end, his he doesn't grow a tail. He yes, just he has the... Watch it again. Nuts? Yeah. Yeah, he leaps out of the water and he has a full tail. I give us a yay. But also, I think it's really it's better thematically than it is narratively. I still don't think that Cody is that great of a character. Kids are growing and kids are learning, so they're going to do stupid stuff and be just terrible all the time. But it never felt like that for most of the movie until near the end. I don't personally see anything a lot deeper than just like, oh, you're you're fish boy. Love love being a fish boy. And on that note, next segment. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 